1: With Lucky Lands slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW we
1: prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to another episode of Talk Smart with... Pew. I'm McCart. That's Joe Pew. I'm Andrew McCart. This is episode 15. 15 shows we've done now, Joe. Are you getting bored yet?
0: I'm not, mate. As long as the fights keep coming, I'm not getting bored. As long as we've got something to talk about on a Sunday, I'm more than happy
1: to be here. I was meant bored of me, mate, to be honest.
0: No, never. Never, mate.
1: (laughs) Well, let's talk about it then. Let's just jump straight into the deep end, man. Obviously, Canelo fought last night. We'll leave that to the end. But I do want to talk about, we we spoke briefly on it last night because you were at the show um, last night. Jai Apatai against uh, John Thompson. Um, mm. wow uh, listen i'll i'll share my thoughts and what i saw on tv but you were there last night man how impressive impressive was Appatai last night
0: oh wow like you seem smiled out because it was kind of like certainly from a uk standpoint a a star making performance like i i i asked Eddie, i asked apathe i asked people ringside have we has the boxing world been sleeping on this guy because realistically he wasn't the most well-known world champion, which is a shame because he's not just a world champion. He's a ring magazine champion, beat, beat the lineal champion. Do you know what I mean? So he is, he's a, he's a phenomenal talent, but I think what happened with the jaw, uh, like kind of stinted his, um, his progress and his activity because of it. He come off a fantastic win against Myra Brady who also was there last night, but Jordan Thompson it was a bit of an unknown fight because Jordan Thompson had never been in that level before, but we know the power he possesses. We know how big he is for that weight. But from round one, it was just relentless from Jabba Tire. Every shot he threw had meaning, had power to it. Um, he didn't waste anything. He was so smart. He tucked under the body well. He was landing with that left hand, a little bit like Zhang was with Joe Joyce last week. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a beautiful boxing performance. Um, it could have pro- could have even been stopped a little bit earlier, maybe, but it was a great stoppage at the end. Um, hopefully, Jordan Thompson comes again. I know he was gutted after the fight. Eddie said straight to heavyweight. I don't blame him because he's so big. But yeah, Eddie, what, what did you make on the telly?
1: Oh, listen, I enjoyed it, man. Uh, again, when you talk about sleeping on Jai Apatai... I'll, I'll admit it I slept on him apart yeah. from I didn't watch the, the Marius uh fight I saw the result so for me personally I, I knew of him I knew he was a hard hitter but you look apart from the Bredis fight you go down his record he, he hasn't really fought many people do you know what I mean there was loads of like 7-2 yeah. records and 10-4 and four records so Bredis fight was his, his first initial step up and he took it with both hands and won a unanimous decision so Other than being slept on, yes, I I would probably think, because I slept on him, I'm going to be honest with you, and um, I didn't know he was that good from what I saw last night. I was expecting uh, John Thompson to maybe, like you said, he's got the height, the reach, the power. I was thinking maybe this could be a really, really tasty fight, but it wasn't a tasty fight, it was a nasty fight in terms of the way... Apatai what done went through his business. It was just an absolute phenomenal performance. And I will not be sleeping on this guy. I'll be watching him closely. The cruiserweight division's always been kind of like that division. It's always been that division that isn't talked about as much as yeah. sort of the other division. So um yeah, he's 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 a monster. Reminds me of, like a little bit of of of, a, of Holyfield, the way he comes forward, and every shot's got meaning behind it. Do you know what I mean? There's no yeah, just, he just reminds me of Holyfield. You said he reminds you of Bibble because the technicality is the way he throws you yeah. shots. So I mean, he's just an absolute monster. And I think for Jordan Thompson, maybe it was a, it was a step too soon. I think maybe that was just a step up too soon in his career. But listen, when these opportunities come, I don't begrudge fighters taking these opportunities. You fighting for a world title, you get the opportunity to fight for a world title, take it. You win, lose or draw. Your your stock rises. Do you know what I mean? It depends. on, But I just think with Jordan Thompson last night, he stepped in with a probably it's going to go down as probably one of the best cruiserweights. And he's going to be talked about probably amongst the guys like Evander Holyfield the new six, in terms of the cruiserweight division in, in time. He's only 28 years old. Um, I think hopefully, fingers crossed, he can get some unification fights, whether that be yeah. against like a Chris Billum-Smith or do you not know, love like, that? one of these guys, maybe the revisit the React Poor fight because that's that's a fight I would like I would like to see. Do you know what I mean? So maybe we can visit the revisit that fight. Uh yeah. you know, I mean, there's obviously Lawrence Coley there. I don't know what he's doing. Badu Jack, is he WBC champion, I think Badu Jack. Yeah. So maybe get unification with these fights. There's some good fights there in that division. Like I said, we've got quite a few good few uh cruiserweights here in the UK that you can probably What did he he say in your interview, Joe? That he came here for respect? Is that what he said?
0: Yeah, he came here to put respect on him and Australia's name and he wants to go back. Um, He wants to... um, uh, Sorry, one second, mate. Uh, Yes, uh, you there, mate? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Sorry, mate. Um, Don't know what happened there. Um, Yeah, he come here respecting. He wants to take that belt home. He wants to become a massive star. In Australia, um, he wants to fulfill fill his home um, stadium. But he will fight anyone. And that's what you I get from him. He doesn't care. And mm-hmm. what I like about Jabhatai and what I, what I like about this cruiserweight division, which we haven't had since Usyk, oh we haven't had a dominant force. Mm. Um, but the belts have been kind of a little bit passed around a little bit. So... Obviously, if you just look at the lineage of the WBO title, for example, since Usyk, it was vacant, Lawrence O'Coley now Chris Billam smith and then um, MacAbu lost to Badu Jack, uh, Bradis lost to uh, Opataya. So I think Opataya now has got the chance to become that dominant force. Mm. And he's not the, the, the biggest cruiserweight. He's he just... He's a cruiserweight. That's what he is. He's not someone that's going to be moving up to heavyweight. He may do it at the end of his career, but he don't need to like Jordan Thompson does. So he can stay there and he can rule, which I really like. Um, yeah, he's he, he genuinely up for anyone. I'd like to see the Billum Smith fight. I spoke to Billum Smith after. He's more than up for that fight. It looks like, it looks like Opatai might have to uh, fight Brady's because he's IBF mandatory and because he hasn't fought in over a year. The IBF will call that mandatory. And then CBS is probably locked up with having to fight Lawrence O'Coli again. I think we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out. But I said, realistically, if you fight maybe December, January, take care of what you've got to take care of. That sets up perfectly for um, stadium season.
1: Mm. You could
0: go to Bournemouth in maybe a May or a June, um, sell out the the Bournemouth Vitality Stadium again, or... Go to Australia. There's so mm-hmm. much options for Jabati, and as I say, I'm really excited for him. I'm really looking forward to see how his career plays out. And just on a separate note, I think if I'm Tyson Fury, I'm going to be wanting to pay him a lot of money to come in as sparring was, for Alexander Usyk. I was just I was
1: just going to say that. I mean, the tech tech perfect sparring. Yeah, the hundred percent same height, southpaw. Um, I was just literally you read my mind there, me. I was literally going to say that was going to be my next point. Yeah, hundred percent agree. You're going. If uh, Tyson Fury once he gets through Ngannou, bring in GANU, uh, bringing Diapitaya for the some spawn southpaw, six foot two, six foot three, ideal spawn. I mean, obviously the two different fighters in terms of the way they, they they fight. Usyk's more of that sort of elusiveness, and Pataya's that come forward, yeah. head off type. But listen, that's probably the closest you're going to get in terms of. Um, elite level southpaw spawn for Usyk, yeah. Uh, you read my mind there, young man. So, yeah, I 100% agree with that. There you that. go, really Chris, think. exactly. Mate. The Chris Bill Smith fight as well. Because I think Chris Bill Smith is, is one of them fighters that he, if, if you meet him with fire, he's going to fire back with fire. Do you know what I mean? If you come at him, he's going to fire yeah. with fire. Do you know what I mean? He's that type of fighter, and that's an exciting fight for this cruiserweight division. Um, but in terms of Jaya he if he does go up to heavyweight as well. And later on in his career, like once he becomes undisputed, if you become undisputed at that weight, nine times out of ten you've seen champions either go up in weight and vacate all the belts. Yeah, you know what course. I mean. There's only really Canelo stuck around at one sixty eight. Do you know what I mean? And, and kept all the belts and fighting everybody there. But I think once he he can step up to 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 heavyweight, that's an old school heavyweight. You look back in the sixties and seventies, yeah. heavyweights weren't six foot seven, and six foot eight, six foot nine. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's Muhammad Ali's Ernie Schaffer's, uh Jack Johnson's, all these guys, Mike Tyson's. Do you know what I mean? The, all these guys were six foot three, six foot two. Mike Tyson's, it was five eleven. So he he'll be a throwback heavyweight if yeah. he steps up there and comes in at that sixteen, seventeen stone mark, front foot, and just barrels people over. And uh, yeah, I, I I'm very excited. Like just going on my earlier what we said earlier that I slept on that man, and like and I and I. I feel bad for doing it, man, because I didn't think he was that good. And I will be keeping a close eye on him from now on because I think he is exciting and he's definitely one to watch. And it's going to be – but just a wee touch on a a cruiserweight that we've got that I'm excited about as well, Joe. And he was fighting on the the bill last night with Jeff Clark. He is phenomenal as well. He's very, very good. Small in stature, but stocky. Come forward. Slick skills on the inside. Inside work is phenomenal. I really, really like Chev Clark as well. And uh, the way this Cruiserweight division is panning out, I think opportunities will be there for him as well in the next three or four fights. Yeah,
0: I've always been a big fan of Shev, um since he made his pro debut well before that, even when he was on Team G. But I, I, I think he will just adapt to levels. I think there's a lot more levels that we've seen in him. Uh, he fought Vasil Duca last night, who Jordan Thompson only fought two fights prior to this world title opportunity. And arguably, he done a better job. He was more comfortable. And he was very, very comfortable in there. I would have liked to have seen him kind of make a statement and, knock, and a knockout because Vasil Duka doesn't get stopped. I think he's only been stopped once, and it was years ago. Um, he's a really good measuring stick, a really good season cruiserweight who you put in there with your top boys or you want it to test. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Chef Clark, I think... I think he's mandatory for the British. Um, so, yeah, and he, he wants to do it the traditional way, But he's not the youngest, so, so I think he wants to do it fast. And, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward um, to seeing how Chev Clark's career plays out because I think he can get to those levels of the, the Acolis, the Chris Billum Smiths, the React relatively quick. He mm. can catch up with those guys.
1: No, I agree, I agree. And the cruiserweight version you mentioned React Por, Billum Smith, the Acolis. Um, Badu Jacks, Jaya Patayas, even Jordan Thompson, if he sticks around, man, this isn't the end of him, I just think that maybe it was a step too far too soon, that was all, you know what I mean, he's still learning, he went from that white collar background, I believe, and he stepped, so it was just a step too far too soon, but he showed that he's got the bravery, he's got the heart, and it's just now, stepping back a little bit, dust yourself off, take them fights again, you've been in there with the top guys, you know what it feels like now, so, um, yeah, well done to him. Great bravery uh, on his part, but I just think it was a step too far too soon. But when he's opportunities... I don't begrudge him taking this opportunity. I mean, somebody no. throws it headlining for a world title in London. What are you going to say? No to it. Man, that, that, you might not get the opportunity again. So who knows? So well done to Jordan, Jordan Thompson. I mean, he's probably going to get a lot of flack this morning for the way he performed. But listen, Jaya Pataya is something, something special. So you can't take anything yeah. from him. Um yeah, there was another big fight last night. Joe, I don't know if you stayed up for it. I know you like to, you like to go to clubs and stuff, brother. And, but did you watch the Canelo fight last night against Charlo?
0: I've watched most of it this morning, I will say. Yeah, I didn't watch it last night. But uh, it's been a long week. But yeah, Canelo, Charlo, obviously it was a smaller brother. I'll, I'll let you start, mate.
1: Yeah, well, listen, I watched it this morning. Canelo for me was just... He was just on it last night. He was stalking Charlo. For me, I, maybe I was a little bit disappointed in the way Charlo came into the fight, started the fight. And Yeah. I mean, the first round was kg. There wasn't many punches thrown from either fighter, but I just think, did Charlo give him too much respect? Did the occasion get to Charlo? Was it the weight? Did Charlo feel his power early on and think, oh my goodness, <laughs> I've never been in anyone like this and try to not engage as much to try and open up and let Canelo hit him? Um, it was just a funny one from Charlo. I expected maybe a little bit more um, I thought that it would catch. I I I totally made the prediction that Canelo would win by unanimous decision. If not, he would yeah. stop him in the rounds eleven and twelve. Um but like I say, was just Canelo's Canelo he was just stalking Charlo. He was just constantly stalking, cutting off the ring. And as Charlo was trying to sort of get that little rest bite, Canelo was there. So for the three minutes of every single round, Charlo was needing to be on it and keep his mind switched on, which ties you as well, the mental game in there. So and then, obviously, he got the knockdown. A wee bit a delayed reaction. Overhand right from Canelo. Beautiful shot. And as he pulled back through the right uppercut, which glanced Charlo. And if that landed flush, then maybe we'd have got the knockout. But um, he got the knockdown, got the job done. Uh, and, yeah, he, he said in the post-fight press conference, Canelo, that he's back. So whatever that means, he's back.
0: Yeah, look, I think the boxing community kind of... Maybe were thinking that Canelo was on the slide. Um, he, he might not be the fight that fighter that he once was, but to be ninety to ninety five percent of the fighter he once was, he's probably oh. still better than maybe every fighter on the world uh, uh, around his weight division. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I picked up on last night, I think it was in the in the same way as when he fought the likes of Callum Smith. It was he asserted his authority fast and he didn't let him breathe. Mm -hmm. Charlo, obviously, at the start, I think he could have done more, but I think what Canelo does is the small things that just puts you on the back foot and before you know it, you're six rounds down Mm -hmm. against Canelo. Um, Yeah, so I think from what he said in the post-fight press conference and I've seen that when he says he's back, I think, it is it is strap season for him, and he, he is still undisputed champion. It was undisputed versus undisputed two fighters last night. Um, Charlo is still undisputed, I believe. Um, no, he's, not, he's not. So I, believe, I, I think no, I
1: think I think Charlo's been uh, stripped of that as soon as he stepped in the ring. I think the WO stripped him and has now made okay. Tim um, super champion, I believe, or along them lines. Now Tim sue's now the champion, I think, because that's been going on for two years with The WBO, so I yeah, think now he's been stripped, he's not undisputed anymore at 154 because now Tim Zhu has been elevated. I mean, okay, I
0: think okay, sorry what, know what, that. I
1: think I've read that somewhere as well, and I, that's what I've I heard before the fight as well. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm double checking that, but that's cool. what I think has happened.
0: Yeah, but I'm assuming Charlo will he, well, he might go to 160. Yeah, I don't know if he'll was that super middle one, I mean, he probably will go up. Yeah, so but there's so many fights out there for him, but Canelo. The fight, hopefully, we'll see his maybe big brother, David Benavidez. We know he looks like he'll be fighting Andrade. But, yeah, big fights now, please. Because if that three-fight deal is is true, which we believe it is with PBC, then they've got two fights left to make the biggest fight second.
1: I agree. Maybe big brother, but that doesn't excite me, the big brother fight. It doesn't excite me. There's only two fights that excite me. It is benavides because yep. when you get two Mexicans going at it, now you can stereotype this all you want, but yeah. uh Barrera Morales come to mind. These the, when you got two Mexicans fighting under that Mexican flag, it's all about pride. You know what I mean? And it's all about yeah. giving the Mexican fans and Mexican public, the country of Mexico, a war. And that just excites me. I'm not even Mexican and I get excited about that. But Benavidez and Canelo excites me. I think that's a fight that's been talked about for so long now. And now we spoke about this on numerous occasions on this podcast, Joe. This year has been fantastic in terms of fights. Garcia, Tank Davis, Spence Crawford. We've just literally had the announcement of Tyson Fury and Nusik being signed. So we'll touch on that. That has been signed. Yeah. All going well with Engano. <laughs> Hopefully, we get that maybe in the twenty third of December. But we're getting these fights that we've been craving for. It's taking time. There's a lot of like negotiations, a lot of talking points, and we're we're here every Sunday talking about it. But it's, we're we're getting the fights made now. PBC seems to be the 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 organisation right now because they've made Spence Crawford, they've made Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis. If anyone can get Canelo Benavides, it's them. And I think oh. I think that's the fight that fans want, the networks want, we want as media, we want it. And, uh, yeah, that excites me. And you know, if they've got one more fight left at PBC, I wouldn't mind seeing the Crawford fight. I wouldn't mind seeing it. And, I, and, I, and I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why. Let me, let, listen. Crawford, right, he's dominated everywhere. Lightweight, lightweight, well I think I've seen him hurt twice. And that was against Gamboa. I think Gamboa rocked him, but then seconds later, he's knocked Gamboa out. Same as, uh, was it Kalamascus Cal- or something like that? He Calamascus. Hurt- yeah, Calamas- Calamas- him. Yeah, he, he hurt him, but then again, seconds later, knocked him out. So, I want to see Terence Crawford go through a little bit of adversity. I want to see him hurt. I want to see him pushed back. I don't want to see him have his own way because you look at every fight he's been in almost. He's been dominant. He's made it look easy nearly every fight. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, I maybe three-weight divisions is ridiculous to jump up to try and face an undisputed champion like Canelo. It is. I know it is. I'm not sitting here and saying it isn't, but it just excites me because I think I've, I've been around Canelo and Crawford. Height-wise, they're exactly the same. Just like Canelo's a little bit more thicker. Do you know what I mean? And I think Crawford, I think I'm sure he can put a little bit of beef and he's got a wrestling background as well. So he, he knows how to get in, in uh, rough and rugged on the inside. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's pound-for-pound pound number one and number two, arguably, if you want to say it, if he's still in number two. So you've got two pound-for-pound, pound, again, two pound-for-pound pound fighters going at it. Now, I'll, I'll make the case for Crawford. You could probably make the case against Crawford if you want, but I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. Crawford wants it.
0: Look, I'm not going to sit here and say, I like, I, I wouldn't watch that fight. I wouldn't be excited about it, but I do think they are weight divisions for a reason, and I think for someone who was a lightweight champion and was so dominant there, um, for someone who's super middleweight undisputed champion, I know he's at welterweight now, but he's that. But that that is his weight that he's made, and I don't know. I think I just think we've seen it so many times when when it, when a good little guy goes up against a good bigger guy. There's usually only one outcome. When you look at Mikey Garcia when he stepped up to fight Errol Spence, even when you look at I know this is slightly different because it was generational talents, but even when you look at Carol Brooke going up to fight Golovkin, it's always the same outcome. Mm. Um, Don't get me wrong, I love Terence Crawford and I love Canelo, but I think think it's a bit too much for Terence Crawford because Canelo won't come down now. He's at that age now Mm. where where he's not going to be coming down. I don't think it'd be a catch rate. I think if it does happen, it will be super middle and you have to respect Terence Crawford for trying to attempt that. Because if he did pull off that feat, then it would be probably the greatest feat that, that any professional boxer probably ever done. Um And I know it's a big, big claim there, but yeah, it would be absolutely huge. But I don't know. I, I can't get too excited about it just yet because I say history tells us that there's only one winner there.
1: What well, I'll say, though, you mentioned Mikey Garcia. You mentioned uh, Kelbrook stepping up. But we're talking about Tens Crawford here. He is. I know, I know. We're talking about somebody that is probably going to be talked about amongst the Floyd Mayweathers, amongst the Sugar Ray sugary Sugar Ray Robinsons. He's going to be talked about with these guys when it comes to when his career comes to an end. That's the type of fight that we're talking about. Now, I agree with you. There's a weight divisions for a reason, um, but I, I, I again, it's just. But, I, but who can ill? You fight Bivel again? It's like you've got to get these fights made and who for Crawford, it goes up to 154. What excites you more? Who do you want to see Crawford fight? Who do you want to see Canelo fight? I mean, you can argue Benavidez, you can argue maybe the Charlo fight for, for Crawford. Do you know what I mean? You can argue that case, but what that doesn't, that, that when you talk about Canelo and Crawford fighting each other and the ridiculous of that, even the thought process of that, that excites me. I, I, I think that Crawford's got the skill set to stay away from Canelo, but can he stay away from Canelo for 12 rounds? That's the question. Um, does Canelo hurt him? He stalks him. Canelo, I I don't think Crawford will be able to hurt Canelo. That's what I'm, I don't think he'll be able to, I don't think Canelo's been hurt, has he? I don't know I've ever seen him hurt. So it's, uh, it's one of them ones. It's, it just excites me. I think, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm a little bit excited because Box has been good this year. And I, I maybe I'm yeah. like, yeah, maybe I'm just maybe a little bit too excited. But, oh man, I imagine if that happened, I'd be buzzing. But talking about fights that have been made, I'm doing a hard segue here. There you go. Uh, this week, Joe. We spoke about it. We've spoke about it numerous, again, number of times on this podcast. Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, undisputed. There can only be one. Fingers crossed it happens. Well, if it happens this year, I'll be excited, but I, I can't see it happening this year. No. I think it'll be maybe end of January, February time. But listen, finally finally we get to see it. We're going to see it. And I'm, again, I'm probably, I'm just going to ramble on because I'm excited about it again. So, yeah, when you heard the news, what was your reaction to it, Joe?
0: Is it actually signed? Is it actually happening? Will it happen? Do I get excited until I actually see them in the ring? That's probably the cynicalist in me. Mm. Um, Just because we've been promised it so many times. Uh, But, yeah. From what I'm hearing, from what we've heard, from what it looks like, it seems like it's all very, very good. It's all very, very above board. and it looks like we're going to see it happen. But it's sometime between the 23rd of December this year and the end of March next year, Um, Riyadh season, which opens with uh, Fyurin Garno. I think it'd only be fifth and if it closed with Fyurin And then it's, I suddenly thought, Oh God, he's Nganu gonna knock him out, which I never thought before. <laughs> just because it's just boxing, isn't it? But yeah. Hopefully
1: the stars have a line and we will get it. The only good thing about if even if a Ganu does knock Tyson Fury out, it's I don't think his WBC belts on the line, so we still get to see the undisputed fight, mate. So uh, that's that's a positive there, but I can't see Nganu's <laughs> I can't see Ngannou doing that to Tyson Fury. Um but like Crazy things have happened. I must admit, crazy things have happened. I'll put this to you though, Joe. We well, we spoke about it as well that if anyone can get these big fight mates, it can be it's going to be Saudi Arabia. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be yeah. it has to be Saudi Arabia that can put them on the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And if they can get Usyk and Fury made, do you think we can? Do you think there's hope? And do you think we'll get to see Joshua Wilder now? Do you think that'll be one of them fight the next fight that will be made?
0: Yeah. I spoke to Eddie on yesterday and he said that there's potential possibilities of either Vegas or Qatar for Wilder Joshua. But I just think you look down any rankings, so we'll just go for Boxwreck, for example, because you see there's the, the, the non-biased one. and Obviously, there's no governing bodies involved in that. But who does Joshua fight if it's not Wilder? Um, Filip Pergovic, that's it. Realistically. Realistically, Yang,
1: next. I mean, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, Zhang, but, but again, Hergovich and Zhang is kind of like, would you fight him? Because they're both in line for the world title. I know Anthony Joshua brings massive commercial value, but he doesn't bring a world title. Mm. And Hergovich has been pursuing that IBF for a very, very long time. Um Zhang will now be in pursuit of that WBO. And realistically, we know as soon as the undisputed fight happens, touch wood. The belts will fragment. Mm. So, who does he fight? L- like, seriously go down the rankings, because everyone's tied up now. Even the likes of your mate, Martin Bacoli, he's got a mm. fight now, mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia. So, um, yeah, it's it got to happen, in my opinion.
1: Uh, again, I like, yeah, I totally agree with you, young man, I do. I do. And I think, like I said, I'm going to say it again, if anyone can get these fights made, it's the Saudi, it's Saudi Arabia. I really do think it's they're they're really really wanting to stamp their authority on this, this boxing game, and sport in general. You just see what they're doing with yeah, sport. You know what I mean? Sport in general, the the golf, football, boxing, they're, they're doing amazing things. So, yeah, I'm excited. Like again, I want to be cynical like you until they step foot in that ring, and I get a, I get a date, I get a venue, I get a press conference. Then I can start getting a little bit more excited. Um, but when you've got everybody putting out on Instagram and like you've got uh, Turkala, what's uh, his excellency posting about it. You've got Tyson Fury's posting about it. You've got Frank Warren, Queensberry top rank. You've got all these people uh, posting about this fight being made and signed. Obviously no date has been made uh, or anything like that. But uh, listen, it's, it's exciting times ahead Then. I just think that boxing right now, if this fight happens in 2023, if it does happen on uh, December 23rd, then I can say 2023 for me has been probably one of the best best years in boxing that I can remember for a long, long, long time. And, uh, yeah, like I say, I doubt it will happen, but um, exciting times ahead, young man. Being honest with you, it's going to be good. I, I believe it's happening. I really do.
0: Yeah, and just to finish up on that then, I think if it did happen on twenty 2020, twenty in 2023, I think 2024 would probably be one of the worst years for boxing, because where is there to go? where mm-hmm. Where is there to go after that? After all these fights this year? Um, obviously, probably will be a rematch, if we're being honest, mm-hmm. uh, whatever way it goes, but yeah, 2023 certainly delivered, and it's kind of under the radar delivered. It's not been like a barrage of great fights. It's been like, okay, oh, we've got Tank versus Garcia, fast forward a couple of months. Oh, there you go, Spence Crawford. Fights that we've only been waiting for for about five years. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, hopefully we get it, but if I could count the times we've said hopefully on this podcast, then, yeah, that would make a podcast of its own, Andy.
1: Definitely, and if we had a pound for every time we, we, we said these fights were going to happen and they didn't happen, we'd be millionaires as well, mate. So. Yeah, we'd probably on. afford to put on that fight. <laughs> yeah, we could put it on exactly that, exactly that. Um, Joe, thank you so much as always. Been a pleasure talking to you, young man. Uh Talk Smart Pure McCart will be out seven PM tonight and all yes. the major platforms. Joe, is that right?
0: All the platforms. Video, audio, you name it, TalkSmart, Pew McCart, Sunday night. You know
1: it's there, baby. You know what's there, baby. Listen, Joe, enjoy next week. Wanton Wood. I was meant to do it, but unfortunately, I had a family thing I need to attend to. So you enjoy. Thanks it, for fans. passing that one to
0: me, mate. Thanks for passing well,
1: that one to me. That's you proper. owe me one then, mate. You owe me one. And uh, listen, that's going to be a good fight to talk about next Sunday. So I'll see you then, my brother.
0: See you then, mate. See you then.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring: laundry?